Welcome to another episode of Out the Rabbit Hole here on KUCI. 88.9 FM in Irvine, also on the web at KUCI.org. I'm Robert Larson. This is our July 15th, 2010 edition of the show. It's 4.08 p.m. on the clock here in Irvine, California. Before we get fully underway, I have a couple of quick reminders for you. First of all, the opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the KUCI staff or management or the UC Board of Regents. And if you want to give me some feedback on the show, I always appreciate that. You can email me at rglarson at KUCI.org. You can also catch me on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash rglarson. One of my favorite political commentators is a web presence known as Corporations Ate My Baby. The many postings of this mystery man cut through much of the BS out there using simple tools of logic, critical thinking, and historical perspective. In his many battles with dogmatists, true believers, ideologues, and disciples of insane TV, political propaganda entertainers, he has enraged some, but more importantly, emboldened and enlightened others. Because we had such a good response when he was on the show about two or three years ago, I've been trying to get him back, and he's graciously made a hole in his busy schedule to join us again today. And because some things are just better when left mysterious, we again will refer to him by his online moniker, Corp. You can find him blogging at corporationsatemybaby.wordpress.com, and the corporations ate my baby. Eight is with the numeral eight, and uh, you can also catch him on uh, Facebook and MySpace. Corp, welcome to the show. Ah, oh, Robert, it's so great to be back. And you know what? I, I realize it's it's been three years. It's been too long. I apologize. <laughs> I, I, I should have I should have done this sooner. Uh, uh, thank you so much for having me back. I, I also want to say that I've been listening to the show, and I know that your listeners, including me, are um, you know pretty delighted that you are you know the way you're being the media, and uh, and so that's just all I'm trying to do too is just trying to do the online version of being the media. Yeah, and it's a a wonderful and entertaining service, and I, I, you know, love the conversations you and I have had um, online and occasionally uh, phone conversations uh, privately, and, um, you know, just always sort of, uh, I'll bring up something, and you sort of have something to kind of back it up, and, and vice versa, and then sometimes I, I bring up something, and you're like, ooh, wait a minute, where'd you get that? Kind of, kind of keep me honest, and and I appreciate that. Well, well you know, the, the the it's interesting because because I think we're in a time historically where debate is really difficult to do. Debate's a really honorable thing, and it's I think it's how societies stay relevant uh, when you can discuss facts and you can talk about stuff uh, instead of kind of going nuts and everybody having emotions. And I think that's what both you and I do. We. Well, I think one of the reasons why I like that your show is called Out the Rabbit Hole is because if you're down the rabbit hole, there's a lot of emotion there. You're scared. Where am I? You know, once you're out the rabbit hole, you know, you, you have perspective. You can think about it. And that's what I love about the way your show is. It's very thoughtful. And I'm just trying my best to not only do this, um, spread the 
kind of consciousness of being able to debate and able to discuss things that are factual in a time that's very emotional. But I'm, but I'm also sort of wanting to show everybody that they can do it too. Look, I, my career is such that I work with people who are um, conservative to a certain degree, but some who aren't even conservative, but they just have to be careful who they associate with. And I want the freedom to say anything I want to because sometimes that's how you get to the kernels of truth. I've made mistakes. I've been wrong. But I had the chance to sort of find that out. And I found that out through debate, and I found that out through checking my facts and all that stuff. Anyone can do this. Anyone can, can, can make up a, a name and, you know, set your privacy settings such that you can really tell the truth. I, I would encourage everyone to try to do this, because that's part of what we need right now. You know, you were talking in the introduction, by the way, thank you. In the introduction, you were talking about, um, uh, you know, the, the insane news kind of cycle that goes on now. The, the, you know, the, there really is kind of a, a, a network of, of talk radio and, and Fox News, and, and they're, not, they're not news. They're, they're, not, they're not giving information. They're supplying a narrative on behalf of people who want to divide and, and conquer those of us who haven't maybe really thought about it clearly. So what we do, what you and I do, and what you do, you know, to a, a wonderful audience and what I try to do to, you know, my diminishing MySpace audience and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, Facebook audience and Twitter audience is to kind of counteract the narrative, you know, just counteract the information, the, 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 the sort of, the sort of non-information, the emotional stories that are coming out. And that's, I think that's kind of what I, I just think we should all be willing to do that a little bit, you know. And if right. you're worried about saying something untoward and find, having people find out you said it, start another Facebook page, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and don't say your name and put up a funny picture and, and, uh, and get to work. Yeah, or you can let it all hang out like me and embarrass myself half the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, again, if 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 I had the rocking job that you have, um, yeah, I'd be I'd be I'd be the rock star like you are. But uh, but I I kind of have to, you know. Okay. I, again, I really want to say insane stuff. <laughs> well, I I know that you you're doing some really really cool things that uh, if you were really upfront with certain things. Uh, it, could cause some problems. I know where sure. you're coming from, so let's sure. not uh, cut yourself short there. So no. let's um, talk about, it, it, we, we uh, went over this when you were on the show three years ago, but many people probably didn't hear that, and, and it's mm -hmm. just an interesting thing to, to go over, and that is why you have a blog site, a MySpace, a Facebook, everything, where you referred to as Corporations Ate My Baby. It's a very clever name. I, I, I understood right off what it meant. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why you used that. But you know, how did that come about and why? Well, I mean, just like all of us, when things started to get really weird uh, during the eight years of Bush-Cheney, I noticed immediately a kind of a helplessness that everybody was feeling, and I was getting really upset. And that, that made me kind of go over my mind, you know, why is this happening? What is going on here? You know, and, and I, like everyone else, entertained some conspiracy theories. I mean, we all do that. America is a very conspiratorial culture. Uh, you know, and we had real conspiracies, like, you know, Lincoln was shot by a conspiracy, and 
it appears that Kennedy might have been, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, and so we have every reason to kind of scratch our heads and wonder what's going on behind the, the hype. And so once I decided I needed to, I guess, just kind of, I think a lot of people did it this way. They just needed to start writing their thoughts down and expressing themselves to make sure they weren't crazy and see if anybody else thought like them. The first thing I did was I said, I need a name that, isn't too serious, you know, like, because my first ideas for names were very sort of the problem is corporations, you know, or we have to stop the corporation, you know, that whole thing. I, I kind of got that that aggregated power or that consolidated power was kind of hiding behind these big smiley corporate logos and that they were getting too much. I mean, this is before the Supreme Court gave them personhood. Mm-hmm. Right. This is before I even knew about that, but I knew they were the problem. Then I saw the movie The Corporation, and that sealed it. And I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something about. The, I don't know if you know about that, or, or if, if you've talked to anybody from the Canadian film The Corporation. Uh, if you've yes. interviewed any, have you interviewed them? Uh, I interviewed the woman who uh, narrates uh, narrated that. Wonderful. And Wonderful. We, we've referenced that movie many times. It had a huge impact on me. Uh, me too. And and I would I would you know encourage my readers and your listeners to just go back and look at that again. Uh, I, I think you can go to Google Video. It might, it might be in, uh, it all in one, you know, one long production on something other than Google Video now. It might be on VO or some one of the other services. But I know for sure you can see the whole thing on YouTube in just in chunks, you know, 10-minute sections. Um, and it's, it's really, if you're, if you're, I don't, I don't care if you're a libertarian, if you're a, if you're a centrist Democrat, if you're a Republican, if you're a Tea Party member. Uh, you know, it, we all agree with the message of the corporation, the movie The Corporation. I can't imagine anyone except maybe, you know, 0.01% of this country that doesn't agree with that movie. That movie really shows you, with no bias and no storytelling and no magic, what's going on in terms of where, how the money works, globally and especially in our system anyway it was very you know like you said it, it was really uh, inspiring and it turned me around and so then i just thought listen i have to reach people and i don't want to hit them over the head and i don't want to be too serious all the time so i started looking for ideas and then i just remembered that you know the dingo ate my baby and i started <laughs> laughing and that was one of the ideas that i'd written down and then i came across the photo which which um uh, my readers all know very well, and your 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 listeners might want to take a look at. And it's just basically this image of a baby being held in these sort of hands, almost held up, offered up, with a black background, covered in corporate tattoos, <laughs> and not and not and too innocent to understand how horrifying that is. Yeah, and yeah. it's sort of at once hilarious and horrifying. And that was like that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, so, and that, that's, I think, a way to reach people. That is, to me, that's like a golden formula. I mean, we, you know, we're talking like satire. And yep. so it, it's like this notion that, uh, that's brought out very clearly in the movie The Corporation that yep. we're not saying that we necessarily shouldn't have corporations, but no. it's the way that the system is set up, the way that corporations are allowed to exist by the government mm-hmm. is, a, is a very uh, toxic uh, uh, setup and that they are not regulated in the way that they should be and that they are the way that 
the government allows them to exist, they are almost uh, compelled to behave in a sociopathic manner. They are compelled to. They are. They, they legally must make profits, and the only thing that stops them is the regulations of whatever country they're in. Why do you think BP and uh, whatever the name of the company is that had the, the rig, uh, uh, I forgot the, the name of that corporation, but they, they set themselves up as, as companies from, like, Finland or Norway or, you know, they, they, they reset themselves up to the countries that have the least regulations because that's their job to do that. They have to make as much money as they can for their shareholders. It is sociopathic. So therefore, yeah, whatever it takes to increase the value uh, to the, uh, of the shares, mm -hmm. that's it. And if that that's means it. that somebody's baby is going to get eaten... Mm -hmm. Right, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, there you go. And, and, if, and right, yeah. if it means that we're going to have the worst ecological disaster ever, which yep. we are going through right now. Bingo. Yeah, there you go. So, so let's you know, segue into it. that so, there. And, and, if it means, and if it means that people are literally going to die, you know, the, 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 a friend of mine who's kind of high up in the media business told me a story, and I believe him. He, he said uh, he took a personality test to be... To be uh, um, uh, uh, material for, for you know for moving up in the in the uh, on the business side of things rather than on the uh, you know be behind the scenes kind of thing uh, and and, uh, and he said that they give these tests for you know CEOs and and CFOs and all those folks uh, and it's literally a test to detect how sociopathic you are. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, you know, and, 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 and I'm sure some of your listeners know the name of this test and, and can, can verify this. Uh, and if anyone wants to put the name of that test on, my, uh, on one of my pages, I would, I would appreciate it. But there is this test that sort of tests you to see how sociopathic you are, how I guess it's called antisocial personality disorder. And they actually want these qualities for CEOs. <laughs> I'm, it, it sounds like a conspiracy theory. It's really not. It... it, it it causes them to be kind of heartless so that they don't slip up and lose money because it's illegal, in a sense, for a corporation to knowingly lose money. Yeah, so here we are now, and we have this horrific disaster that we're still going through. Uh, good we news, are. they did cap the well today. Okay, so that's good. But it, we says, it says on all the reports... BP claims that there is no flow. In other words, they haven't verified it. <laughs> they claim, so right. So we'll see tomorrow. We'll see tomorrow if, it, it's, been ca if it's really been stopped. So, so we have this situation, and it's pretty clear right now that the situation occurred because some uh, shortcuts were taken mm -hmm. in regard to safety regulations. Regulation, and, yeah. Right. And so, therefore, you know, the... Corporation BP is thinking, well, we got to increase the value of the shares for the shareholders. That's right. Uh, if we spend eighty million dollars making sure this whole safety uh, regulation is taken care of, well, that's less money in the profits. So that's we'll right. cut that corner. We'll, uh, you know, well, how can we cut the corner? Oh, look, Dick Cheney is vice president. Look at that, and and Dick Cheney is has a blind trust filled with with uh, 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 um, shares of, of futures, you know, um, 
uh, options, excuse me, options, uh, stock options for his former company, and that former company builds the blowout preventer. Right? I mean, that company builds the blowout preventer, if I'm not mistaken, or they have something to do with a major part of why it works. And uh, uh, so suddenly we've got that guy in office, and, and he had, and this is, not again, not a conspiracy theory for those of, of your listeners who are younger and maybe don't remember this because this was back in 2001 <laughs> or, or so. Uh, he had a meeting with, you know, these corporations that, were basically only energy corporations. Enron, you may have heard of that. Yeah. Uh, ExxonMobil, who literally made more money than any group in human history, than any company in human history, after he, they had this meeting with Cheney. Right? All the companies that had meetings with Cheney made profits beyond anything anyone had ever seen. And funny, you know, all of our property values went away. And all of our... 401ks fell 50 to 75 percent, and right within 18 months. I just heard this today. Within 18 months, Bush drove uh, the net worth of this country from something approaching 70, uh, seven point something trillion or 70 trillion. I think it was 70 trillion down to 50. You know, something like that. Like our net worth just went. Mm-hmm. And and all, but but look, you know, there were billions and billions and billions and billions made by the energy industry. Cheney had a secret meeting. I can't prove this, so I'm not going to say it's a fact. But I'm going to I'm going to out loud speculate as I do that perhaps BP and these other companies got their regulations reduced. You know, and so they could go do these things. They got these approvals to do things that weren't safe to do and would never have been approved before. The, I, the, basic, the basic thing is that corpor, corporatists, corporations and their, the people that work for them and the people that do you know, their pass, bidding, do their bidding, pass those tests, you know, <laughs> uh, those people, they infiltrate the people's government. I mean, the, you know, the government is you and me. That's what our founders told us. It belongs to us. And they come in, they, stay, they take it over, and they try as best they can to undo all the safety regulations and all the things that get in the way of profit. I mean, think about where that goes. Now, again, I know that a lot of people who agree with me and that read me, they're already way ahead of me. But there are people who might have been big Ron Paul fans that I don't talk to so much anymore since three years ago. Or m- maybe they're... Uh, maybe their family are all Republicans, and they're sort of not really sure about how they're feeling about this. You know, if they if they look at it for just a second, if the goal of the corporatists is to get regulations taken away, think about where that goes. I mean, we have clean water only because of regulations, right? Our water quality standards could be much better than they are, but they could also be much worse. And, you know, the fact that, you know, we grew up with clean water has a great deal to do with the fact that we're here and that we have any success that we have. It's just water or air. I mean, I live in L.A. It's not clean air, but it could be so much worse. And I I hear it was worse. No, it was. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It was. I remember burning eyes and kind of funny and a weird, strange feeling in your lungs on those right. hot summer days. They've, they've taken care of that. It's not perfect, but it's not no. as bad as it was. And that's we regulation. We wouldn't want those regulations to go away, would we? 
and, I mean, and, and you use the the metaphor many times. I've heard others use this, and it, it's it's a very good one. Is that uh, the national pastime, baseball? We all love baseball, and we just mm-hmm. had the All Star Game and all of that, and. It's just like it's a fun game to watch this contest and uh, these great talents and people doing this thing. And But it wouldn't be any fun if there weren't umpires out there and right. we just let the players run amok. And the richest players who, who could afford the most technology to cheat, right? The most super corked bats and the most, you know, whatever, laser beams in your eyes, whatever. <laughs> if there were no rules then the people with the most money and the most power to sort of cheat would win every time, and that would be no fun. That, that's, not, that's not democracy. That's not, that's not even free market. I, you know, ever since three years ago, I've had this uh, phenomenal experience of watching intelligent young people hate, go into hating democracy, right? They, and I don't, I think, I'm guessing they get it to some degree from the sort of, right-wing talk media, but I think they're also getting it from more traditional conspiratorial anti-communist kind of stuff, where they say, oh, you know, um, uh, uh, democracy is a failed system uh, where, you know, where, you know, two wolves are, and a chicken are deciding what to have for dinner, you know, that, that whole thing, <laughs> right? And, and they're literally just hating democracy, the, the whole idea. And Democracy is the thing that keeps your water clean. You know, democracy is the thing that you, you have paved roads that don't destroy your wheel, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if, I mean, again, I live in L.A. and the roads aren't, aren't as well maintained as I would like, really. But the, and they did, they did a cost-benefit a analysis, you know, calculation on, on how many repairs L.A. drivers have to get versus, you know, like drivers in, you know, Washington State. And we do a lot more of it. We, we generate a lot more income for repair shops here because the roads aren't as good. <laughs> imagine if there were no regulations. Imagine, you know, you know, imagine if, the, if, if, the, if the car repair industry took over completely and all the roads maybe even had built-in, you know, trap doors in them. <laughs> to, 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 you know, I mean, we're laughing, you know, and that's funny. But this, this is leading to, you know, death. I, I, I don't want to be overly dramatic here because that's Fox's job, but, but really how many people died in shock and awe, between shock and awe and mission accomplished, you know? How many people died? You know, there, there are some estimates that it was 750,000 yeah. or a million. There are some people who, who say it's even higher than that. And these are scientific sort of studies that, that you know, and all Bush could say was I don't recognize those numbers. Well, thank you. But a lot of people died for an oil deal yeah because let's be honest i mean you know that's what it was well yeah we had the 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 right-wing neocons pushing this and there were people pushing it from an ideological ideological perspective but there Mm -hmm. were definitely oil companies and other uh, corporations such as halliburton who knew right uh this was going to be a cash cow for them and were pushing this in one way or another behind the scenes. Sure, and so, the argument you I mean, I, I can hear people arguing with me now, that's not why we went over, though. Fine, I don't agree with you, but let's pretend it's not why we went over. Let's pretend we went over for ideological reasons to keep ourselves safe. I don't think that's true, but let's say we did. Look at the result. The result is that the oil companies that are over there are richer than any companies have ever been. 
uh, there is more uh, pallets of money are gone. <laughs> just gone. Literal so pallets money. of money. That's all our taxes. Yeah. If you were a tea, if you were a true Tea Party person who said that they were concerned about taxes, you should be really upset about that, right? But you know, th- th- that's that's what happened. That money went over there, and it and it went into the pockets of not just American corporations, but international corporations. Corporatism today is global, and. You know, you say the word global. <laughs> you say the word global online. I know. I don't know if you get into this very much, Robert. But if you say, just say the word global. Even if you just describe a globe that you could buy in the store and look <laughs> at countries, you <laughs> you get these people who go completely insane, who have this again this narrative that there is a there is a, a kind of an overruling superclass of uh, almost magical beings. So you'll even get people who describe that they're reptilian or they're <laughs> aliens or what, you know, right? But, I mean, that's the extreme side of it. But it's even people who don't believe that still sort of believe there's this kind of super cabal of magic Jews or something that, or magic Catholics or I don't know, who, who are going to take over the world. And that's what they're trying to do. So you say the word globe and they, they flip. Yeah, and but, they talk about the global government, secret world government, right, and there's right. nothing secret. It's out in the open. It's well, the global corporatist. If, but that's what I'm saying. Like At the same time that they're freaking out about global government, they're supporting, you know, the, 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 the people who are really doing the global damage. They're supporting Dick Army's clients. You yeah, know, yeah. Dick Army put a bunch of people on buses last summer to go out and make ridiculous noise about keeping government hands off Medicare. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, and these those buses were all paid for by the biggest insurance companies in history. Who, 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 who again, if you if they can get their goal and have no regulations whatsoever, we're looking at the United States of Somalia any minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you, you go. know, <laughs> yeah. these guys, these guys don't want any rules and 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 my intelligent young friends who prefer Ron Paul's message of no war to to my message of no war really are lining up and supporting some of the worst uh, rule breakers rule destroyers we've ever seen yeah and we can't we can't take it the, the, the Gulf of Mexico can't take it yeah, and we have this just stark, acute example right in front of us right now. There which, it is. Yeah, and that, that, that is, we can talk about all these things sort of metaphorically, and we mm-hmm. can talk about them ideologically, but there it is, it's right in front of you, and you've right got the you. graphic images, the ones at least that we're at least allowed to see. That's um, right. Yeah, this is Out the Rabbit Hole, KUCI in Irvine, I'm Robert Larson. We're uh, speaking today with the man uh, behind the uh, Corporations Ate My Baby uh, blog site, uh, we're referring to him as Corp. And uh, so let's let's give out that information right now. the The blog site is corporationsatemybaby.wordpress.com, and eight is spelled with the numeral eight. Numeral eight, right? Yeah. And then uh, you want to give out Facebook, MySpace, well, any of the others? Uh, uh, for for MySpace, it's myspace.com forward slash re-regulation. R e r e g u l a t i o n. Okay. And that uh, will have all the links. That page will have all the links to everything I'm doing, including Twitter, which I believe is forward slash corp, C-O-R-P, number eight, my baby. 
and uh, and my and my Facebook page. I still don't know how to give out <laughs> my, <laughs> my Facebook page. I'm still not very good at being able to say that. But the link is right there. And uh, if you if you also if you um, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll I'll, I'll be putting up links to all those things all the time. And if you can you, if you uh, join me on Facebook. We do have a lot of fun. We're very silly and we have a great time. Yeah, it's, it's not just it's not just serious stuff, you know. I know, and it's it's fun stuff and music yeah. and whatnot, and uh, yeah, and of course me on uh, Facebook, Facebook dot com slash R G Larson, and uh, uh, Corp here is on my friends list, and I put up a posting right before the show to tell everybody to listen in, and hopefully you all are. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. No, and I know that um, I have a lot of friends who heard our last talk, even only last year or six months ago, because you uh, you guys keep a, a, a file of it, and people can download it and listen to the archives, which is wonderful. And so I have people who've been asking me this year, when are you going to go back on with Robert? I, I can't wait to hear another one. So. Well, that's that's great. Yeah, and that's at KUCI.org slash talk, and you can find all our podcasts there and listen to those, and it doesn't cost you anything. That's so, right. Maybe I shouldn't admit this, but I might even make a YouTube video out of it. I have a YouTube account as well. Uh, that would be wonderful. That would be yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. le- we've got a lot more to cover here, and we don't have yeah. a whole lot of time left. Okay. And, you know, uh, so we're talking about this sort of disease of corporatism, this disease of corporations run amok. And, uh, it's everything the right-wingers say they're afraid of, but they keep thinking it's the government that's the problem. And I keep saying, no, the government is us. And they go, no, the government's not us. It's these elites. And I'm like, what do you think McDonald's is? What, what do you think Halliburton is? You know, right? It, they're not the government. So yeah, right. they don't like the government. The only thing, the only thing worse, the only thing worse to them than government regulation, and this has been proven by PP again. BP is showing us the, they're showing us how to defeat the monster. Really. The thing that they fear the most, the thing that they will throw money at, again, where they're supposed to protect their bottom line and protect all that money, right, and not, not buy expensive blowout preventers, but they'll throw fortunes into PR. Now, I just want my readers, I keep telling them this, but I really want them to pay attention. PR is psychology. It's, it's, it's what Fox does. It's what Rush Limbaugh does. It's PR is about making people feel something. And so we really have power. I mean, if any of your listeners right now, especially somebody college age, kind of thinking they want to do this, I really want to encourage you to start, a, start another page, you know, an anonymous page, and start looking for things to harm the public relations of corporations that are harming this country. You know, they fear that. And they should, because if we, but what does that mean? It means if enough of us unite uh, in, in opposition to something a business is doing, they can't really recover from that. There, there it is. There's your knife to cut off the Hydra's head. Heads, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's the magic sword to get right in the belly of the beast so that it can't wake up again, right? And, and the PR, that's very important for what we're trying to do here. We're trying... To, uh, to reduce the power of the corporate monster. At the same time, there's nothing we can do if the government continues to relax regulations. You know, the, the, the biggest crime that will be seen to have happened in the Bush years is not even the war. 
uh, it will be the tax cuts that d- eviscerated our ability to, to provide for the common defense, the general welfare, and the blessings of liberty for everybody here. It just, it just gutted it. Uh, you know, it, it, it certainly built up the external defenses who go out and maraud, but it, it didn't do anything for infrastructure. It didn't do anything for schools, police. It didn't do anything for us. It harmed us. And what, what, what has to happen in order for us to be able to turn this stuff around? And I didn't know this three years ago. When you, if you listen to the old interview with us, you and I were, were not as savvy <laughs> as we are now. And what I didn't understand was <clears throat> we can't just call for re-regulation. We can't just vote and say, come on, guys, stand up to these guys. All they'll do is the same kind of PR stuff as the corporations are doing. They're going to try to make it look like they're doing something. Uh, we've, got a, we've, got a, uh, we've got in Nancy Pelosi and in, uh, and in Harry Reid and in Barack Obama um, people who've really, who are really overachievers in terms of passing legislation. You wouldn't know it to watch the news, but they've actually passed more legislation than Johnson did in his whole term, in his whole term plus a year. Already in, what, 19 months or 18 months, whatever it is, um, if he keeps up like this, he's going to be the record holder of passing legislation, at least in the House. How right. much of that legislation would you say was what you would call uh, really good re-regulation or new regulation? Right. Um, uh, let me answer that in two ways. One, let me say that all the regulation passed was a reversal of Bush or a stopping of the things that the, the Bush-Cheney period did. So that's good in, in and of itself. The, 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 the money situation is slowly turning around. Instead of losing all of our net worth as Americans, we're now holding or gaining, again, slowly, too slowly. So that's good. But when it comes to true re-regulation, the thing that you and I were really gung-ho about three years ago, it's watered down. It, it doesn't really have teeth. It doesn't really do what, what needs to be done. It's not intelligent. It's not rational. It's, 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 um, it's just full of loopholes that can be easily, uh, you know, uh, adjusted to by these corporations. Let's say, let's say he pulls everybody in from the Cayman Islands and says no more of that Cayman Island offshore stuff. There's other loopholes that they can use, right? And they'll pay somebody. Right? The, 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 way, the way Washington works is, and K Street works is they'll pay somebody. Uh, and, and there'll be one little door left open, and then they'll all run through that door. The, the thing that I wanted to get to in, in today's talk and the thing that I've been trying to get to in, in my latest writing is that what we really have to do is get the money out of politics. And that, that doesn't sound that radical, but it's, at this point it's really radical. It's a, that's a steep climb. That's a heavy lift to get the money out of politics at this point. But federal politics, that, that, which, that which deals with the corporation, has the power. If we set policy, we have the power to fix this quickly. We really do. But if we can't get the money out of politics, they won't do it. They won't be able to do it. Right, right. right. And, they and they I- won't be able to do it. I want to go into uh, 
some ideas about that. Uh, but before we do, I do want to touch on something we had agreed to before the show, mm-hmm. and that is uh, something that's going on with the whole sort of uh, Tea Party movement. Yeah. And, you know, you had uh, referenced an article. I was something uh, it was on the Huffington Post, uh, Rogues of K Street. Yeah. And uh, everyone should look at that. If you don't want to go to the Playboy site because you will see topless women, and I know people would be very <laughs> shocked, and they wouldn't want to see topless women. So, so you can go to Huffington Post and see sort of an outline of it and just type in Rogues of K Street, and you'll, you'll find it. And so there's this notion there, and it ties in with many things you've said, about uh, that this um, Tea Party, far from being a grassroots movement, is uh, being pushed by by corporatists, and it's this sort of uh, divide-and-conquer kind of uh, strategy, very fear-based, very, you know, button-pushing. Emotion-based. Yeah, and you used yeah. the, the term that I think was in the article, political road rage, that they're yeah. kind of, uh, uh, they're trying to, uh, kind of uh, trying to create. They're and pushing the buttons, the, the, the lizard brain buttons, to get their viewers, to get their listeners, to get the people that are sort of afraid and want answers and, and identify themselves as conservative. They're pushing buttons to purposely make them feel the way you would if you had road rage. They're purposely trying to create that emotion. Why would they do that? Because if you're feeling like that, you can't think. Why don't they want you to think? That's an important question. Let me, let me back up and just say one thing about the Tea Party. Because I, I have some friends, I still have a few friends left who didn't post the Obama deception by Alex Jones. And I just, <laughs> I literally like axed 500 people when that thing came out. I just said, I can't. You know, I can't do this. I can't be around this. I can't believe that you would post this. It's it, Alex Jones. If he's not a CIA plant, he should be. <laughs> you know, he talk about divide and conquer. Anyway, what I want to say to my the, those to those Tea Party friends that I have left, a few that I have left, is that I remember that you guys were into Ron Paul. I remember that you wanted to money bomb him, and that's what you called it. You called it the Tea Party. And you weren't, you weren't a Sarah Palin fan, and you, weren't, you were against the war. I remember that, guys. I remember. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, mean, I do, too. Right? But that was short-lived. The, the, the whole idea of the Tea Party switched really quickly and became something that, well, it's a national embarrassment. It's going to be in the history books. It's, 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 it's ridiculous what happened. You know, these people are... Emotion junkies. They're fear junkies, I think. I, you know, or they're just already scared and emotional. And they're going towards the narrative that matches how they're feeling, right? And that's not how you run a society. You don't, you don't sort of find the people who are the most afraid and the most upset and then make up magic stories, fake stories, to match the way they feel and say, now we're going to run the country that way. Right? That, that's what's going on. And you know, maybe maybe some people are going to write write to me or or, or 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 write to you and say, "Listen, you know, I'm 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 against the war. I'm for Ron Paul. I'm for limited government. I'm proud to be a Tea Party member. I get it. But you guys, your your, your Tea Party thing was taken over a long time ago. You need to call it something else now. You yeah. need to get you need to walk away from it. Right. Because the thing that that is it's the summer of racism. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the, the guy that the guy that takes on Andrew Breitbart who is literally the enemy of all of us. He's the new Karl Rove. The guy that takes on Andrew Breitbart best is a guy called Eric Bollert. 
And if you follow him on Twitter, it's hilarious because he'll just tear that guy to shreds. And he said this morning or yesterday, he said, watch, this is, will be the summer of racism like you can't believe. We're going back to 1964. Uh, yeah, I've seen some pretty crazy things out there, some uh, signs and whatnot and pictures from these rallies. And right. the thing, you talk about this all being like emotion-based and the logic mm-hmm. center's turned yep. off, mm-hmm. and, and that's pretty evident when you see that... Uh, Obama is just super demonized. It's like this thing that you and I can criticize Obama, and we've found things to criticize him about. And, uh, you know, that's fine. But what you get from these people is there is every single thing that Obama does is is wrong, and it's all part of some plot. It's it's beyond wrong. It's it's literally... um, You know, it's like a dictator who kills people in, in, in in their rhetoric. And they have no idea. I mean, obviously they didn't go to school or they don't remember history class because, or, or, they, or some of them even know that they're just saying it to sort of chime in like a tribe. Let's say the most outrageous thing we can. I mean, why did I start corporations at my baby? Because I wanted to be able to say some outrageous stuff and, and see and find my center, you know. So maybe they're just kind of, maybe some of them even know that they're being extreme. Mm-hmm. But 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 it's just a way of saying something. I always I, I always talk to my dad about religion. We we, we talk a lot about religion because my my dad is 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 the is the perfect atheist in that he's such an atheist he doesn't even want to say atheist. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's such an atheist he doesn't even want to think about the concept of atheism. And um, <clears throat> so sometimes I, I needle him. And one of the things that we say with tribes, you know, whether they're religious tribes or political tribes or racial tribes, is that one of the ways you get everybody kind of hypnotized and locked into your thing is you say, two plus two is five, and then somebody goes, wait a minute, no, it's four, and then you you beat them up. And then everybody goes, oh, if we say two plus two is five together, we're a family. (laughs) Right? And so that's that's kind of what they're doing. And and, and so the, the, the... I, I was always fascinated by this John Birch Society, and they were really big in the 50s and early 60s. Bob Dylan has a famous song about them where he just makes fun of them in the greatest way. Um, and basically they were sort of uh, equivalent to not as much about being afraid of terrorism the way I think Bush and Cheney tried to make us afraid of terrorism, but they're really afraid of socialism. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're afraid of, they're afraid of uh, Medicare. <laughs> they're afraid of clean water, you know, because it has chlorine in it and it has some fluoride in it, right? And you and I had a little talk about fluoride, and I'm telling you, it's just a salt. It's a mineral salt. It exists naturally in drinking water, in spring water. So they just added it to municipal water, and it actually brought down cavities of the poor and working class. Okay, we can take it out now that everybody has crest, but they didn't used to have, you know, Colgate back then, and you, unless you had money. So... It was a good thing that our great-grandfathers did for us, but they, the John Birchers, literally said it creates mind control. It, 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 will, it will turn you into a communist. Now, there must have been some sane people behind there that knew that these crazy stories, uh, that Eisenhower was taking orders from the Kremlin. That's what they said. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know that he, they must have known 
that they were just saying these crazy things to see what would stick. That's what's happening today. That's what Fox News is. Fox News is literally sort of the modern media version of the John Birch Society. Right. The John Birchers were kicked out of the conservative movement really quickly by, uh, what's his name, National Review, the guy that just passed away last year. Buckley? Yeah, Buckley. Excuse me. Yeah. And he said, you know, that's no, you, you, that's not going to work. That's too crazy. That's, that's not going to help us r- govern. You might be able to win, but you can't govern with that. And he was right. You can't govern from there. Right? It's like and, this, this idea that everything is a conspiracy theory. And, right. and you and I definitely entertain conspiracy theories for sure. which there is good evidence. And sure. there are uh, uh, credible experts who, who can present credible evidence that mm-hmm. something, there's some kind of conspiracy going on. But, but there's a difference between entertaining it and saying it's a fact. Yeah, a- and right? that this- everything is, is part of it. <laughs> right, right, everything, right. It doesn't end, yeah. right? Everything connects everything else. I mean, that's, again, that's a why I, I would imagine one of the reasons why you started out the rabbit hole, because <laughs> you can't be in the rabbit hole forever, because then everything is a conspiracy, right? You know, I mean, the truth is, I still think some of what, uh, what I saw back in the old truther days was interesting and should be followed up on. But I would never claim that it's true. I would say... I don't know if it's true, but that, but I don't dismiss that because that looks like evidence to me. Show me that it's not evidence, and I'll go. Uh, you know, I, I'm a rational thinker. I want to see rational evidence. Naomi Klein really freed me from all that stuff because she said it doesn't matter. What matters is what they're doing and what we're going to do about what corporations are doing. Mm-hmm. And she's right. That's that's where we need to be. That's where we need to put our energy. The, the reason everybody used to spread all that truth or stuff around was because they thought. If you could prove to everybody that 9-11 wasn't what we thought it was, then the war would end. Yeah. Right? That's why everyone was so hot to do it. Or the government would collapse and you know, we'd get non-corrupt people in or something. Sure. Yeah, we'd, yeah. We'd, have, we'd have a revolution of better people getting in. Well, you know what? Let's, let's put aside the things that we don't have evidence for, and let's just go right for that goal. How about we just go for that goal? How about we end the war how about we put good people into government? How about we get money out of, gover- out of elections? Right? How about we just go straight to the goal? The, the thing I like about, the, the, about noticing the Bergers and, and, and people looking into that, there's two things. One, you're going to see every divide and conquer uh, uh, technique just by studying what they did. Then when you see what comes on the news, you're going to recognize it. You're going to go, oh, that's that again. Mm-hmm. That's really good for you to do that, to see the, the context. All right, uh, uh, Corp, again. we're just about out of time, so I want to, uh, um, let's see. <laughs> see we, could go, we could go for hours on the John Bruce Society. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could do three hours here. So let's, if you could, maybe just, uh, we, you laid out the goals there, the things that we want to do, how we want to yep. uh, uh, get corporations out of the government, and mm-hmm. we want to get money out of politics. And right. what are some small steps that all of us can take now to go in that direction? Well, again, it's, 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 a, big, it's a big climb. I'm not going to pretend like this is something we can, we can easily do. I'm not going to get uh, all hippie on you. Uh, it's not going to be easy. But the, the first thing you do, the very first thing you do, and I especially am talking to people who are sort of under 27 years old who have some free time, 
and who have energy and who look great on camera and who we all want to support you because you're growing up and we want to make you successful and healthy and happy and strong. Get out there. Uh, make some noise uh, when, something ha- when something's happening that you don't like. Make some noise. Uh, get, you know, take, take movies of yourself. Put yourself up on YouTube. Keep doing it. Um, but at the same time, uh, I'd like to see uh, some younger people go to Democratic meetings, meetings of, the, of whatever local Democratic party they've got, and start taking over. You know, take, have the anti-corporatist movement take over local government, then state government. Right? Get, get, get into positions of power. Get into positions of, of influence locally. If everyone did that, the, the lift becomes a lot less heavy. Then the next thing you need to do is you need to combat the narrative. As a matter of fact, I'd break us down into two groups. Those of, those of us who are into journalism, who want to just write facts, write the clearest facts you can and back them up. And those of you who are ready to take on the Fox News and the, and, and the, and the right-wing talk media insanity, create a radio show online, you know, do, do what Robert does, um, stand up and, and, and refute the narrative and create, if I can, a, a, a reality-based narrative, a, a positive future narrative, something to point towards. You know, we, we're always very motivated by something meaningful that we can work towards. And so create the narrative of what it would be like if we had sane regulations. You know, and you know what else you could do if you have any money at all? Go visit Scandinavia. <laughs> just get on a plane and go check out Norway. First of all, you'll love it. It's amazing. It's fun. It's nice. Denmark, Sweden, Finland. Check it all out. Then get a cut on your finger and go to the doctor to get your cut fixed. <laughs> Guess what? It's paid for by the oil that they pull out of the ground. They take part of the money from the oil and buy everyone free health care. Imagine now, and that. tell me how bad socialism is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if that's the kind of socialism that Obama is bringing us, I, I, right. think he is, uh, I, yeah. I, I have no problem with it. <laughs> I don't think you'd mind. Yeah. Okay, Corp, <laughs> we are out of time. I want to thank Aww. you so much. I know, I'm sorry, and we'll have to do this again, we will. not in three years, but maybe in no, three no, months. No, no, right away. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so, again, uh, corporationsatemybaby.wordpress.com. Uh, uh, corporations ate my baby that's with the numeral eight mm-hmm. uh, you're also on Facebook and MySpace and you right. can find links to him from my uh, Facebook right and follow me on Twitter corp eight, corp eight number eight my baby um, and, and then that'll get you hooked up to everything okay corp thanks so much for spending the time with us today thank you Robert so much and, and thank you to your audience take care alright take care all right, yes, corporations ate my baby. Check that out. I will, I will remind you once more before i got to go here, the opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the KUCI staff or management or the UC Board of Regents. We've got coming up in about two minutes. Matt Kaplan, and he'll be presenting Counterspin and Planetary Radio. Always good stuff. And I'm Robert Larson. This is Out the Rabbit Hole, KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Also on the web at KUCI.org. I'll be talking to you next week.